Hey everybody, welcome back to Broadway Babies. I'm Noelle Hannibal. And I'm Stephanie Anderson. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today uh, in celebration of the great Stephen Sondheim's 90th birthday, which was March 22nd. We would like to devote our entire episode to him and our top 10 favorite musicals. I will let you so, all know that we have a little bit of a te technical glitch with, uh, with the sound today. We do apologize for that, but we did want to get this episode out to you as soon as possible. So we hope you will forgive us for that. We're going to start with number 10. What, Noelle, what's your number 10? My number 10 favorite Stephen Sondheim musical is A Little Night Music. Oh, okay. And cool how beans. about you? Um, minus Follies. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Follies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, A Little Night Music shows up nowhere on my thing. Now, um, just it, it doesn't because uh, it doesn't. I want to say I saw this when I was in high school, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I might have seen this in high school. Mm, at the Dorothy Chandler, I want to say, but, you know, I could be lying because things just kind of get muddled up in my brain right now. Um, <laughs> they really do. And I, I, for some reason, it was just not one of my favorites. I know I'm probably going to get a lot of static about that, but it's just not one of my top, top favorite shows. And that's um, okay. Yeah. That's, that's, well, the beautiful, that's the beautiful thing about art. Right? It's subjective. Maybe when I was younger, it was Judy Collins. Didn't she do a cover of Sin and the Clowns? I was it Judy she, Collins? I think she might have. Hmm, good question. That's how I know the show, but I, <laughs> I pretty much am sure it was Judy Collins that did it. That's the only number that I know well enough from that show, mm -hmm. but it, it's, I, I might have to revisit that one. I was thinking about that yesterday, and I was like, I think I might have to revisit that and listen to it now that I'm older. Mm -hmm. You know how some things kind of grow on you as you get older? You're like, well, yeah, that was actually really good. But for as a kid, sure. you're like, meh. Eh. For sure, yeah. For me, it was uh, it was the revival. Um, I, I really didn't know it when I was younger or even in high school or university. It was the revival that kind of brought the show to my attention and I got to know it a little better because of that. Okay. And what is your, what are your favorite things about that particular show? Angela Lansbury was in it and I'm like Aww. a huge Angela Lansbury nerd. Right, right, um, right. So, you know, that, that makes it definitely more, that made it more appealing to me at the time. But just the music, I mean, as with every Sondheim show, I just think that the music is, is always so beautiful and just brings out so many different emotions, um, depending on the particular song. And, and that's kind of what, what struck me the most in that, in that show was the music. Yeah, I, I now I have to revisit it because it's been, like I said, it's been a while. And you know how it is when you're younger, I shouldn't say kid, but when you're younger, there's certain tastes that work for you that mm -hmm. just may, may not work 
as you get older, like, you know, you know there's a time and a place for just about everything. Yeah. So I might have to revisit it now that I'm older and I probably, that's why I like Follies is because, I mean, I was aware of Follies as well, but now that I'm older and I had a chance to look at um, clips of the revival, um, mm -hmm. that, that show is freaking amazing. Yeah, it's Follies, amazing. Follies is, is higher up on my list, and um, I I was at the closing performance of the revival on Broadway. Oh wow! Um, and you know, Bernadette is another one of those actors that, like, any opportunity I can get to see her live on stage, I'm going to take it. And um, right. it was just ah, uh, there was just there were so many beautiful things about that show and so many mm -hmm. beautiful performances in that show. I want to hear what your number nine is. Okay. My number nine is assassins. <gasps> nine. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you'll <laughs> see as it moves forward why it's nine, but um, assassins again, one of those shows that uh, when I was younger, I was like, okay, which is weird to me because I, I really like, uh, I have a penchant for the darker kind of shows. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like those. They, I gravitate toward those most. Um, so I, again, was able to watch um, uh, Assassins and finally really get immersed in it and, like, and uh, get a chance to see the show. Brilliant show. Mm -hmm. Brilliant, and I what I liked about it. Well, besides the music, hello, <laughs> um, obviously, um, it, it's interesting how you can get into the mind of uh, of someone with that history behind them mm -hmm. and get a sort of pathos about their lives. It's just Assassins was. Um, definitely something unique and interesting that I had not seen before. I was like, oh, wow, okay. So the whole show is about, okay, and, mm, okay, yeah. <laughs> so Assassins. Um, there are other shows that I'm a lot more familiar with as we go on, but I really did enjoy that one. I did like Assassins. Okay. So that's why it's nine. So, I mean, I really can't talk too much about it because – I saw it. I liked it. Here we are. There you go. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. What's your nine? Uh, my nine is passion. Oh. Yeah. Back in 2002, Michael Cerveris, Judy Kuhn, and Rebecca Luker did passion at the Kennedy Center and okay, I yeah. wasn't though I did not see it live and in person I saw clips of it online mm -hmm. on various websites which it which kind of uh, motivated me to delve a little bit deeper into the show and listen to the music and listen to various uh, performances of of the show different actors like donna murphy was in the uh the, the original Broadway yes production she was oh amazing <gasps> amazing so um you know with a lot of these shows uh, much of it is for me comes down to the music and does the music um 
does the music make me feel something? And I definitely feel a lot when I listen to Passion. Um, yes. I particularly like listening to the clips with Judy Kuhn and Michael Cerveris. Michael, uh -huh. Michael, because of the fact that I know him personally and have known him for most of my life, but also I just, I take great joy in listening to him and Judy together, knowing that they would then go on to do Fun Home together, which, oh, you know, yeah. not, not Sondheim, but amazing. So, so right. I, you know, there, I, I really enjoy listening to clips from that particular production. Yeah, it's a good show, which yeah. leads to number my number eight, mm -hmm. which is passion. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> and <laughs> I remember getting the CD, uh, the DVD. Actually, I had the DVD of the original one with Donna Murphy and the late great, beautiful, and gorgeously, incredibly talented and big warm of heart and I'm Maisie. Yes. Um, I, I just, just makes me emotional when I talk about her, but, oh, um, God, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and how beautiful, um, the story is and how beautifully strong it was and just how wonderful it, it's put together. It's at first I, um, in trying to get the gist of the show, and watching Donna Murphy's character um, blossom the way she does in the show. I don't want to give anything away if you've not seen it. But how beautiful her transition is. And through Donna's um, performance and the it just it's just a beautiful show. It's just mm -hmm. gut-wrenching, but it's beautiful. So that's what my eight. I just... And then anything Marin Maisie did, I was signing up. Oh my gosh, yes. I I just uh the the like as a sidebar, which wasn't in a production but it was in one of the uh concerts, the Sondheim concerts, it was probably a birthday con concert where um all of the wonderful Broadway divas Audrey Audra and and Patty and Marin and they and Bernadette and they were all wearing red. I'm sure you've probably Yes, 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 yes. Marin singing Losing My Mind. <gasps> I, get, I get goosebumps just goosebumps. because she was perfectly still through the entire song and it was just like her her eyes and her face oh gosh I just I have goosebumps <laughs> I have goosebumps it was just it, such a beautiful performance um so yeah and that's from Follies I love that, that show Follies yeah all right Follies. what's your eight my number eight and I only slotted it in at number eight because it's it's just a lyrics written by show, which is West Side Story. <gasps> I know, okay. I know, it's number eight, and I don't know if it's no, no. I, I don't know. If it's, yeah, I don't know if it's number eight because I just. I know it so well compared to some of the other shows and I've seen right. so many versions of it and I've heard so many versions of it mm -hmm. that, um, I don't know, it, it probably will move up in the list when the film comes out, which I'm 
very excited about the film coming out in December, unless unless it gets pushed. Um, I I was initially not happy about them remaking the film. Um, I don't know if you know about it. Steven Spielberg uh, directed. Oh yes, yes, yes. So and um, but what I love about that film that that excites me is that there's a lot of Broadway talent who are going to be in that film like Mike Feist is playing Riff, Ariana DeBose is playing Anita. Uh, it's just it's just it seems really exciting and that they cast an unknown then 17 year old Rachel Zegler who mm -hmm. I know from YouTube it, and he cast her as Maria and she's absolute an absolutely stunning uh, vocalist and uh, she really emotes through her singing so it makes me excited to see that so it's possible that it may move up higher on my list once I kind of get that buzz again about the show right. yeah okay cool beans yeah um seven so my seven is follies <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> So my seven is Follies, and you know, as I mentioned, I was at the, that closing performance of the mm -hmm. revival, which was phenomenal. Um, how about you? What's your seven? Candide. Candide. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, you know, so I'm going to preface this by saying Noelle and I went were in university together, so um, well, I'm going to say that. I say that to say this. While we were in university, we, as we were studying theater, we were also not only, you know, performers, but we were also taught the, you know, the alleyways and means and stuff of backstage. So um, we would have to tech a crew of some sort or during productions. So we've done it pretty much everything. <laughs> um, I've done everything except for stage manager, believe it or not. But um, I worked with the opera department, the classical music department opera, and I did a lot of um, prop mistress stuff on their productions. And I wish, I wish, I wish they had done Candide. Mm. Because at the time, who, who was it? It was Janet Mongin. And I would have loved to see her to see her in a production of that. I think about it all the time when I see clips of Kristen Chenoweth, who I love. You know, I love her absolutely. But um, Janet could just sing the she could sing heaven down to earth, like amazing voice. But um, I would have loved to have seen that. But anyway, um, Candide, beautiful productions. I love. Um, and I, I love classical music, so I, I enjoy watching um, that side of, of um, Sondheim come out. And what I liked about it was it, it didn't take itself so seriously, you know, where, I, where not all operas are like that, but there are a lot of operas that are so, well, serious. I don't know how to say it, but I love that it was... It was a little lighter fare for mm -hmm. that. Anyway, I enjoyed it. Good one. I enjoyed All that right. one. Number six. Um, huh. You go. 
My number six is Sunday in the Park with George. <gasps> That's my number six. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I know we have at least one other match. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, Sunday in the Park with George. I mean, that PBS version, right? Man, right? Bernadette. I, I mean, that was, I don't even remember how old I was when I first saw that. And, and oh, I, yeah, I don't know. I had it on VHS and I wore it out. And <laughs> that reminds me, I should look around and see if I can buy it. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I love the idea that this is based on a painting you know essentially is that brilliant <laughs> i just think it it's it, i yeah yeah <laughs> thoughts <laughs> well i think you pretty much summed it all up for me the, that beautiful moment in the beginning where they're all the whole cast is is the painting I, the and park, I, yeah, yeah right i mean i don't want to give everything away but that opening beautiful <laughs> It's a beautiful show. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, if you've not had it really is, have you another great show, but it's not so hot. Um if you have a chance um to um I bet you it's over on Amazon. I'll I'll bet you I bet you. So if you have not had a chance to see that, I'm sure that version with Bernadette Peters and Manny Patinkin is um, available on Amazon. Sunday in the Park with George. If not there, then, you know, perhaps Broadway HD, which is, is That's a, true. a subscriber service, but it's, it's awesome. And they've got a lot of, uh, a lot of the filmed Broadway productions. Yes, they do. All right. Brings us to right. number five. You want me to go? You go for it. Okay. Uh, my number five is Gypsy. Now. Oh, my God. Me is it five, too? Oh, it's great. Y'all, there's, so, there's a reason, listeners out there, that Stephanie and I are doing this podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> five. So. Five. Even though it's just lyrics. I mean, come on, Gypsy. <laughs> right. <laughs> First of all, the premise of the show. Yeah, we're going to do a musical about a famous burlesque stripper. Okay. We're going to do her whole backstory. Right. Right. Like, uh, pitching it. We're going to do her whole backstory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that is the premise of the show, people. No what, spoilers. What's extra? Fun, what's extra fun that uh, this is both of our number five is that we have both played the same character <laughs> in productions of Gyp in, in productions of Gypsy. We have both played. <laughs> we have both played Miss Mazeppa. Mazeppa. <laughs> I was a shepper, now I'm Miss Mazeppa. <laughs> With my revolution and dance. Yes! I uh, gotta get a gimme if you wanna. Uh, <laughs> and I, let me tell you, I had a blast doing that part. So much fun. So oh, yeah. much fun. Which brings okay. us to number four Into the Woods. <laughs> 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 there. 
and that's it. Thank you. Good night. Yes, into the woods. I I just love. I mean, it's it's my dream to play any role in into the right? woods. Like, I mean, I'll never be a little red, and I will. I mean, I could probably at some point in my life do Jack's mother. I'd love to be the witch. I'd love to be Cinderella, though I may have aged out of that. Um, Rapunzel. I mean, my God, Rapunzel. Rapunzel. I just, I, I. God bless her. I love the show. I love the music in the show. I love the idea of the show. Act two, not to give anything away, but act two. No spoilers. Act two is yeah. inspired. I just love it so much. Right. It's, it's Act two to me was brilliant. Like you could just, I was like, well, how are they going to, when I first saw Into the Woods, which actually I saw the DVD with Bernadette Peters mm -hmm. and Joanna Gleason and Chips Ian and ugh, the list goes on and on. I um, It finishes up with Act one. I was like, well, how are they going to, what's going to happen in Act two? Because I didn't really know the history of a lot of the fairy tales, mm -hmm. so I didn't know that there was more to it, you know. Uh -huh. So it was it was fascinating to me to see how they wound up, how how they wrapped it up. And no spoilers. We're not going to do spoilers. I know a ton of people are probably listening already know the show very well, but for some of those people who have not seen it, we don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for them. Again, you could probably get this on DVD, or you can check. Um, was it uh, Broadway, Broadway HD? Mm -hmm. See if they have it. They may not have it. I don't know if they do or not. But um, if not, it is on DVD. So. And uh, I actually saw the. Uh, I think it was eighty maybe 88, 89, the tour at the Pantages with Cleo Lane as the witch, which was, <gasps> yeah, I went with my sister and yeah, we, I, I really, I, I she's had, wonderful. I, was, I had had the DVD or the VHS at that point memorized already. So to be able to see it live, that was the first time I saw it live. I've seen it a lot of times live now. Right, live, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at that point, it was the first time I'd seen it live, and I just was like, you know, I always try and get myself within the first 10 rows of the orchestra because I really like seeing every everything, the sweat. Exactly. And, and it was just beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Now, there are definitely different versions, um, uh, and we, we're mentioning a lot of actresses, and the actresses that we're mentioning, like Bernadette Peters and Cleo Lane, were um, the witch. If you saw the movie, that is um, the role that Meryl Streep had. But um, there, I wanted to see the version, and there might be clips on YouTube. I mean, don't quote me, but, <laughs> but I think there's a clip of Felicia Rashad as the witch. And I really wanted to see her as that. Yep. And Vanessa Williams. And Vanessa, How Vanessa, Vanessa? Well, I'm so did, sorry. She did, Vanessa did the revival. She did the revival? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Vanessa Williams. I love yeah. her. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, one of my all, well, we'll talk about, yeah. All, one of my all-time favorites. It's not, it's not that low on the, on my list, so. Okay, well, what's, the, your, what's your number four, then? My number four is West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> West Side Story. Okay. Um, um, now, West Side Story was 
kind of no because we're, we're talking only lyrics because he only did lyrics but it was my uh kind of opening door to sondheim and his okay. lyrics and how they are put together because i remember when i was a kid my mom had the soundtrack to the movie the natalie wood movie and um uh rita moreno oh, love that woman yeah. um you know how much i love her um so and, and every once in a while it, it you know every one like once a year or so it would show up on television so i mean that's the uh, that's the version that i grew up with again as a kid some things you know some things you don't i never knew that it was like a play before i never knew it was a, a musical before like i didn't know it was a stage version prior to it being a movie so i didn't know any of that but that was my introduction i think west side story was my actually my introduction into um musicals like musical theater kind of it is one of those the the big one though is pippin and we'll talk about stephen schwartz on another day but um that is one of the ones that really kind of put me on this path that i'm on right now is because of that so it does have a special um place in my heart the west side story does okay. and uh and that opening credit i just start bawling at that oh my god yeah. just start crying <laughs> ah the music Aww. starts i'm like <laughs> <laughs> nothing's happened yet spoiler alert for those who don't know and if you don't know west side story hmm, romeo and juliet hmm? that ought to help you out a little ought to help you but yes little just a taste anyway but yes west side story is my four all right it's a good show but to, it's good yeah i choice. love that show it's beautiful mm -hmm. they're all beautiful um three what's your three my number three is assassins Ooh. okay so tell me about this one because i i want to know a little bit more about it so from I your had, perspective so i had the i'm a really big fan of victor garber um, a, yes. a family tradition in my house was watching Godspell every Easter, you know, by the, by the other Steve. Um, right. And Victor Garber <laughs> was the Jesus character in that. And so I've, I've been, always been a big fan of his. And so I had the album, well, I still have it. I still have all my vinyl. I had the right. album of the um, original cast recording. Of assassins was victor garber and mm -hmm. i was so intrigued by it and when i got it it was so long ago it was before the interwebs and before the youtube <laughs> and, and the um, youtubes so you know they're really it, it was hard for me to find out more about the show other than the cast recording that i had right so i was always so intrigued by it and i thought that the concept was was genius of just you know it's it's little like vignettes of of assassins or would be assassins of right of president american presidents and um and i love that there are there's uh <laughs> I, I, I can't i don't know how to say this without a spoiler but there are two characters that are played by the same actor and mm. um 
So I, so I have this great love for that cast recording and I didn't really know much about the show. And then back in 2000, 2004, maybe they had a revival at studio 54. And, oh, wow. Um, and again, we bring up my friend Michael Cerverus was cast mm-hmm. as John Wilkes Booth. And, uh, and uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Was, I was going to ask if that was the one. Neil Patrick yeah. Harris was in it, and Dennis O'Hare was in it. And oh, oh wow, God, my mom and I loved him so much in that. I love him in everything, but that was a, that was the first time I knew who he was, and. It was so interesting. Like we had uh, really great. Like we were in the like the, they were set up as cocktail tables, and we were right kind of right in the front, getting spit on by various singers, which was interesting. Okay. They, they, the cast was all on stage during everybody else's song, but in character for the entire the entire show. And I after the show, I I just kept feeling like Michael was looking at me. But he was kind of scaring me because he was John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> and after the show, I said to him, "You know, how do you how do you stay in character for an entire like two and a half hour, two hours and fifteen minutes of a show when you know you're sitting on stage the whole time? How do you how do you stay in character? Like there were there were moments that it, I felt like you were looking at me, and he said, "Oh, I was. I was just thinking about you know how long we've known each other." <laughs> here, I am, here I am thinking the man who won the Tony for this role was so deep in his character. <laughs> I mean, that is that is, why, that is why they call him the greatest musical theater actor of our generation because that's him. He's a genius. Um, so seeing it in that production i just like it's a show that i would i would die to do i would love to do anything in fact i'm actually duetting with somebody um on my on my page on my youtube channel um we're doing a song from assassins as a duet which is going to be super fun you know we're did in this in this age of us all uh social distancing and self-isolating coming up with creative ways to continue to sing and to perform and and you know i'm doing this little duets thing with the in fact you and i should do a duet um so yeah we should so it's uh yeah so my my love started with the cast recording and then it just grew once i saw that production i just i think it's brilliant i think the characters are amazing i think that the songs are fantastic and they stick with you i just i i really love it i i love it <laughs> well see and you have a better perspective of the show because you know it better mm-hmm. like i said i i mean i just saw that one production the one with neil patrick harrison and michael and i just i was um uh, intrigued like you were i was like wow this is this is some good stuff. Really I mean, like I said, I mean, I, yeah, I, just, just, uh, just not your everyday fluffy piece. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Um, all right. So where are we? Three? We are at number, that was number three. Yes. What is your number okay. three? Company. <laughs> all right. All right. I was obsessed with the show for so 
long for so long i have a good friend and we kept saying we've got to do production of this we've got to do a production of this and i still want to do a production of this i've not done it yet Same. um definitely aged and the, but the role that i wanted to do at the time i was definitely too young for i might be uh, actually probably moving up there so i'm probably actually almost ripe for the role here give me another 10 years um but okay Everything about this show, the music, the, the lyrics, the way that they move through the storyline, the character, I just, I, it's so, not catchy, but it's really, it just, like you said about Assassins, it sticks with you. There, are, um, one of my favorite songs, um, Marry Me a Little. And um, I used to love oh, another hundred people. It's not that I used to, but that was the song that I loved. Yeah. But nowadays, um, my favorite song is um, "Being Alive." I mean, just beautiful. It just uh, I keep saying that about all his stuff, but it really is. Except for number one. It's number one is not beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's really a perfect song. It's it's. Um, I think everybody at some point in their life can relate to the lyric of that song. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it's just gorgeous. Which brings us to number two. My number two is bump da da company. <laughs> yes. My number two is company. I um I have loved it for so long again it's it's a show that i had the the album of that i practically mm -hmm. wore out and there have been different moments in my life when i've wanted to play different characters from the show exactly uh there's i'd still like to play every role in that show but i'm i wouldn't be uh i i'm not age appropriate anymore to play some of the roles but i definitely enjoy um another hundred people i enjoy marry me oh. i enjoy not getting married today i enjoy, uh, uh ladies uh, lunch i'll drink to that um right. and i of course being alive and you know it, it, it's a song that has been in my repertoire for a long time in the bernadette peters key um, nice so i have this i i do have this insane love for it and the absolute devastating thing that happened to me, which I mentioned in our first episode, was that I was in New York City, ready to see company on March 12th, when Broadway shut down. The revival that was on the West End last year with the gender-bent Bobby and Bobby being played yes. by the amazing Katrina Lenk uh, with patty lapone as joanne and the 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 girlfriends being gender swapped to be boyfriends boyfriends there are clips there's a clip out there of them doing you can drive a person crazy and it's just the most adorable thing i've ever seen oh so i'm probably sure it's still out there i i just i love it so much and i was seriously heartbroken that the day that I was seeing it in previews was the day that Broadway shut down. So, yeah, hmm. that's my number two. 
Wow. And you? Into the woods, it's time to go. <laughs> Into the woods. All so, right. yes, I was obsessed with company, but this show, this show, this show really sealed the deal for me when it came to um, musical theater and how to tell a story and um, performance and what uh, what a a show should look like. That's how, that's how my feelings were when I first saw it. Like if I wanted to explain to somebody, you know, what musical theater is and how it how it works and and the the machinations of it all. You know, we were we were taught that you know in musical theater when somebody starts to sing, it's because it's just be, it's because words are not enough to express what they're what's going on with them, what they're feeling. And this show, to me, really really illustrates that quite well. And just just the storyline, the storyline, um, you know, the twists and turns that if you. Once again, if you have not seen Into the Woods, I'm not going to give away any spoilers. So, you know, these were stories that we, we grew up with and knew, but you, the way that they twisted it and changed it and, and brought out more of the history of the stories, man, that blew me away. I was like, this is awesome storytelling. This is what it's all about. And then, of course, all of the gorgeous music, like from the jump. And Sondheim doing the first rap on Broadway with the witch mm -hmm. talking about her beans okay yeah. so and Stephen is always he always seems to be kind of a step ahead and then when you look back you're like wow I didn't even look at him I mean he's like always a step ahead it's amazing all right which brings us to number one and guess what we have the same show and i know yeah, we do. already without you even saying a word and that mm -hmm. is sweeney todd sweeney, sweeney, todd. sweeney. yes <laughs> sweeney todd sweeney todd now listen if you are not a huge fan of uh, musical theater, first of all, I'm not sure why you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, why? Never mind. Um, when I, I used to work for a children's theater company, and I had a few kids who were kind of iffy on the whole thing. These were teens, though, so I'm not, like, introducing, you know, seven and eight-year-olds to... <laughs> Sweeney. <laughs> um, these are teens. I just want to preface by saying that. And they were kind of put off about it, but you know, well, I got to be here because my mom says I have to be. Okay, fine. This is the gateway for, this was the gateway for me to introduce some kids, some teens, and I, older teens to the world of children, of, to the world of musical theater. Now, now operas do this, um, particular production a lot, quite often. I've probably one of the first musical theater pieces that operas actually have, have been doing for a while. I haven't heard of anybody else doing it. I mean, they've done West Side Story, but it's been like, it hasn't been a full-out production. Operas do a full-out production of Sweeney Todd, like it would be like the Barber of Seville. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they do full-out ones. Um, for me, this was the quintessential... Sondheim piece for me. 
When I saw this, I was hooked on Seidenheim. The way that he incorporated a chorus. I can't tell you how important the chorus is in this piece. To me, it is one of the most vital pieces to this show. If you are just saying, oh, I love this movie, I love this movie because you've seen the movie and you have not seen the stage show, yeah, you're missing sure. so much. This, to me, is another um, great example of storytelling done right. Yeah, I mean, for me, the first time I saw this show, I, I can't remember exactly how old I was, but my mom did take me to see it at the Pantages mm -hmm. with, with Miss Angela and George. Mm -hmm. And I just instantly fell in love with it. I fell in love with everything about it. Um, it, it just, I, I could never imagine that a thriller Thank you. Work as a musical, as a musical like, production, and and I was I, I've always been a big fan of like horror films and thrillers and things. So right. to see like the two the, those two kind of things that I love so much merging together so well together, I right. I loved. And here we go back to my friend Michael Cerveris mm -hmm. in two thousand and five, I believe it is. I believe it was 2005, the Broadway revival with uh, Michael S. Sweeney and Patti Lapone as Mrs. Lovett was, the, that, was a, that was a production where the cast played their instruments. It's wonderful anytime there's any kind of revival and I kick myself for not seeing the, the off-Broadway revival, which was last year, the year before last. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm going to finish this, this, podcast with you right now and I think I'm going to go stick on the CD because I now have various productions on CD. Nice. I do have the original album as well. It just grabs you from the beginning, like right right from the beginning. When that whistle blows. Oh yeah. When, when it's live. Holy cow. That from the get-go. Oh, right. Yes, it's just beautiful. I, and you're right. I think I might have to go watch. Um, <laughs> I might have to watch the Angela Lansbury version yeah. um, with George Hearn. Um, so before we go. Yeah. Um, there was, oh, he did, he wrote the book for company. George Firth was the gentleman's name. He is, um, he is no longer with us, sadly. Um, but George Firth, like, I kept seeing his name, and I'm like, I, why do I know that name? Why do I know that name? Um, so, backstory, going in IMDb, watching Blazing Saddles one day, and I see, and I'm looking at the cast list, and I see this name, and I went, this cannot be the same. Yes, it is. So, George Firth was not only uh, uh, you know, a playwright, he was an actor. He was in Blazing Saddles. Uh, the company revival was set to open on Steve's birthday, which was March 22nd. And it's so sad that that that, that couldn't happen. I mean, it will have its opening, but how, how wonderful, how thrilling to open your show on on his Your birthday. Your birthday, birthday. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing that I wanted to mention was there's a beautiful clip that Jason Robert Brown shared. He did a particular show 
with Stephen Sondheim as a special guest, along with Katrina Lenk. And it's of Katrina singing Not While I'm Around. And it's such a it's such a beautiful clip for so many reasons. First of all, she's like she's got the voice of an angel. And to see Jason Robert Brown and Stephen Sondheim on grand pianos facing each other with her in the middle was exciting. But then as Katrina's singing and she's looking at Steve, he's mouthing the words back to her. And nice. it's just like, uh, it was like weeping watching it. So Aww. I highly encourage folks, if they haven't seen that clip yet, to look for it online because it's just beautiful. This has been amazing going through our top 10 lists of favorite Stephen Sondheim shows together, knowing how much we both love his work. Um, thank you so much, Stephanie. This was so much fun. I, I mean, this, this is just, this podcast is going to wind up being each episode's going to get longer and longer. We're going to have an hour, then we're going to have two hours, then we're going to have three hours. Sorry. <laughs> we, we have so much to discuss and, and so many, so many things that we love and that we want to discuss together. So we thank you so much for listening to us and for joining in and please do comment on our Facebook page, what your top 10 favorite Stephen Sondheim pieces are, because we would love to read them. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, everybody. And we will see you very soon. We are the Broadway babies. I'm Noelle Hannibal. And I'm Stephanie Anderson. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.